Hi, I'm your host, Rowan Tonkin, and welcome to Being Planful, the show for FP&A leaders and planning experts. Hi, everyone. FP&A Fridays. I'm back with Chris Ortega. And Chris, we've got a new title, CEO of Fresh FP&A. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of changes and I'm, I'm super excited. And uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Good to talk to everybody. It's Friday, man. The weekend is here. It's March. It's a, it's a lot of good things going on right now, man. A- absolutely. I think, uh, you know, summer is coming. I know we're going to uh, we're going to bounce forward this weekend, uh, get some time back in our days. So let's talk about it. you've obviously had uh, had a bit of career change. Um, and that's today's topic is career changes. I've certainly gone through a few myself, uh, different regions, different roles, different departments. Uh, and there's lots of ways to think about career change. So why don't we start with you? How are you thinking about um, this shift that you've made recently and also career changes in general? Yeah, I think uh, so. Obviously, career change and professional development and the, the classic quote of the grass is greener on the other side is definitely like a hot topic for a lot of people right now. And I think to me, when I've always thought about like career change, and this would be my advice, anybody like looking for that insight is you don't make the career change out of the like, just, hey, like, you know, I'm struggling in this role or, you know, like, I think a lot of times people make too much of a a quick jump without giving a position time, right? So to me, I think like making sure that you're really thinking about your next opportunity and how it's going to grow and develop you and how it's going to build on, you know, or uncover additional skills, passes and talents that you didn't know you had. I think the second thing is too, like when I look back over my career and look at kind of how I made the shift from public accounting to in accounting, and then I made the shift to FPNA, and then I made the shift to like leadership, and then I made, you know, these different pieces of it, you want to be able to like talk through that journey. Uh, a lot of times with where right now, people are going to ask you and say like, Chris, like, or you know, help me understand what those drivers were, right? And I think the motivations and intentions about what the drivers are and really having like a clear, crisp explanation of like, this is the reason why I was doing those things. Here's where I wanted to develop. Here's where I was trying to challenge myself or here's where, you know, I failed and learned from it. I think like those are definitely pieces around it. And my third piece of advice for anybody that's looking to say, hey man, like I'm testing the market out there do it for the right intentions. Listen, if there's one place that I can really tell you right now, like as much as the recruiters and organizations are, you know, asking you, you need to be doing the same level of due diligence in like thinking through like culture, role, growth, support, empowerment. Like you have to know what those key pillars are for you that you're looking for and that you're going to thrive in and the environment that you want to have. So to me, that would be my advice as anybody going back and thinking about they're looking to make a career change or dabbling. That would be my insights. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like when I, when I think of career change, I think of a few different dimensions. So number one is just a role-based change, right? Like for you going from accounting to, to the FPNA side of the house, right? That it's not necessarily a career tr- change per se, but it's a, it's a shift. It's a development in your career. Other things that you could look at is, is a company change, right? Um, so, you know, role change is one, company change is another. 
industry change is another you could go from you know one industry to another and, and that's a whole different experience different environment and then the fourth is is like a location change you know maybe going from you know north america to europe or you know asia pacific to europe you're in a very different working environment different culture different ways of doing it and obviously each of those um changes will have different implications uh different you know reasons different pursuits for why you would want to go and do that i've been through a few of those uh, i think actually no the only industry i've never changed industries um but um you know the most important part is is what chris said which is really focus on your intentions and, and why right right now we're going through you know like the wall street journal called it the great resignation i think we're we're seeing that happen all over where people are reprioritizing what they want for themselves, their careers, their personal lives. And, and obviously, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of activity happen in the market where there's so many jobs available and there's a war on talent, which is awesome for talented folks. Um, you know, recruiters are coming at everyone left, right and center um, across all industries. And so per Chris's comment, you've really got to figure out why, like, what is the purpose of your shift, your change? And how does that adapt to your long term? Why? What do you want to be? Where do you want to go? Chris, talk to me a, a little bit about, you know, your experiences in in any of those changes. I know you've had role based changes, you've had company based changes, but what do you look for when you're in that mode of I'm ready for change? Yeah, I think it's it's really, really important because like one thing I think is really important for people to highlight is like your career is going to go through like transitional moments. What do I mean by that? So like your career and some people career may not. Right. They love maybe just being an individual contributor and moving from role to role and just I really love this niche. I really love this is like the, the five things that I do. I love being an individual contributor. I don't want to go into leadership, which I think is like another career change a lot of people make. Probably like that fourth factor on there is that shift between individual contributor and leadership is probably one of the most like critical and like stumbling blocks I've seen across the board, right? Like making that shift and making that catapult into it, right? It's is, is probably like that fourth element around it. But to me, I think like you always want to make sure is like what what is is it? do self inventory, right? Don't make change for the sake of making change because listen, I may, I may be on a wild card with this, but don't make change. Don't go chase money. Like that's the worst possible thing you can do because at the end of the day, like, you know, you can have a job that's paying you tremendous amount of money, but if the culture is bad, there's no room of growth. It's not fueling your passion. You're not making an impact. You're not giving yourself these core things that are important to you that that light your fire and make you motivated. I think like that's I've seen that mistake time and time and time and time again from people is they think they want this change and they they hear their friend got this like 40% promotion, right? And they're like, man, I, I deserve to get, you know, uh, 40 more uh, percent more money in terms of this, right? So then they go chase the dollar amounts, right? No, no, no. Have your core principles. Don't make that foul mistake of chasing money. Another phallic mistake, another uh, mistake that people make is they go chase titles, 
right? Like, I want to be like this VP or this CFO, but yeah, you're in it and you're not really that title. You're doing, you know, a lot level, lower level work. So to me, it's about really, really being clear about what transitional moment are you in right now? Like, are you in a moment of like, I need skill development? Are you in a moment where like, I want to catapult to manage people and challenge myself there? Really understand and be honest with yourself. What are those core things that you're looking for in guiding your career? And what organization is going to help you guide those, right? Another mistake a lot of people make, they look for the company to give them everything that they need in their career. Listen, you are the master and controller and you are the captain of your career ship. Organizations should amplify that, but you should never look to an organization to say, hey, I'm going to look to this organization and they're going to guide my career and they're going to put me in the transitions and give me the 30, 40 percent and give me the leadership opportunities. That would be my focus around some of those pitfalls a lot of people make when they make that transition. Yeah, 100%. I've seen, um, I've seen a few of them, obviously, the chasing money. And, and right now in the war on talent, you're going to see that happen, right? Like what was market value a year ago is different to market value now for a specific role. And, you know, to your point about being the master of your own destiny, it, if that's a thing that you're seeing because the external market is telling you, don't just leave your current company because of that. Your current company may not have woken up to the fact that the market value has changed, right? Like they're, they're really busy doing current things. Um, and and then secondly, as you think about being that that kind of master of your own destiny, make sure that your self-assessment is calibrated with a peer and external assessment of where you're at you know a lot of people want to go and chase money and chase titles and that's great right like i I advocate for people to want to grow and want to develop and have those goals and ambitions and those things are markers along the way uh, of where you're at but make sure you calibrate that with uh, with peers, uh, with other stakeholders, because, you know, you may end up in a place where your cali- your self calibration isn't right there. And you're only going to end up failing in that next jump and, and you didn't set yourself up for success. And that can, you know, be two, three steps back before you make one step forward, um, because you know, you, you didn't make that jump. I've, I've unfortunately seen that with a few folks and, and it's sad because if they had have stayed in their right levels, uh, not right levels, but if they had have kept developing in their role at that period of time and not jumped, they, they would have been further in their careers. Um, but they just didn't, didn't seek that self, uh, that, that kind of peer review and peer reflection. Yeah, and just to add on that, Rowan, from the peer review perspective, right, I think this is another point that I will give advice to people as they're thinking about that, right? A lot of times, and I've seen it uh, plastered all over LinkedIn, like people, the common phrase, right, people don't leave companies, they leave leaders, right? You hear that all the time. It's all on the everywhere, right? My thing, I would look back to the person thinking about, have that conversation with your manager and with leadership. I've seen that too many times where my first question to people is like, hey, 
have you have you even talked to them about what you're looking for, professional development or opportunity? They're like, no, nah, I didn't even talk to my existing manager or company about it. If you're a high potential, high performing person, a lot of times people are like, well, I have that conversation. Sit down with your manager. And I've done it before. I've had I have mentors of mine that used to be my managers, and they like Chris, like I've taken the time out and we had that conversation. And I said, look, like international exposure, having the opportunity to do A, B and C and D. These things are really important to me. I want to sit down and see if we actually have that path to be able to get those things or not get those things. Right. And to me, it's like having that conversation. Yeah, it's hard. Right. And you, we ultimately got to the conclusion where say we, we both left that conversation and said, it's probably not a fit here. You're not going to be able to get the things that you would need that you're driving towards. How can I help you find that? Right. And to me, I think people miss out on that. And, not, and, and, and it's a hard conversation. Right. And a lot of people are like, well, Chris, why should I have to tell my employer if they have those things? But again, it's better to I, I think when you leave a situation, you want to leave making sure you've done everything possible with that manager, with that team, with that organization to explore the opportunities that you're looking for. Because like you can look at that and find it and say, hey, we, we can't give you all five of these things, but we can give you two of these right now. We can work towards these things. That to me is a missed opportunity that not a lot of people uh, self-reflect on. Yeah, you've got to, um, we, we have a, you know, you've got to assume positive intent, right? So if you think about le most leaders, and I'll say most, right? I'm not all, but most companies, most leaders, they, they love developing people, right? That's actually one of the things why people get into leadership roles is they, they love helping other people. It's just natural in, in humans to want to help, right? It's, it's part of who we are. Um, but often they don't know how, or they don't know what path to help in. And so if you then have those conversations with, with leaders, whether it's your direct leader, peer leaders, you know, other cross-functional leaders in your organization, naturally they'll figure that out and they'll say, oh, wow, this person wants to do this, right? And that's part of the mastery of your own destiny saying, oh, I would love to go get international experience. You may not know that there's something going on in your organization that may lead to that path. So you've got to ask, you've got to be open, you've got to communicate your, your intentions, your goals, because if you don't, then you may be, you know, blinded, right? You may have the blinkers on and not, and, and people can't open those doors for you and you don't even know those, those doors are there. So it's really, really important to, to be not just the master of your own destiny and just writing down, you know, here are all my goals in a little notepad and keeping that to yourself. Right. You have to share it with other people because then when, when people know, it's their natural behavior to want to help you, especially if you're, you know, to your point, you know, high value, you know, high performing employee, people want to keep you growing within their organization. The last thing most businesses want to do is let people go. Yeah. Um, they really 100%. want to help develop people, find the right fit for them. And they'll be open if, if there isn't that path at the company generally. Um, you know, I'm generalizing again, generally most companies will be open about that because they also just, we live in the real world, right? We, we know that those things are, are really important to people and that's how you keep people motivated and keep a high performing organization going. 100% Ronald. Yeah.
I, I've personally, so I've been through a few career changes. Um, you know, career changes, it sounds so, um, so big when you say it, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I started out my career in Australia. Uh, obviously my accent is from there. I was a support analyst and, you know, just the opportunities that I had at that time were, you know, to broaden my skill set from being in support naturally that led to being in customer success. And that led to being into pre-sales and at that time international opportunities opened themselves up for me but because i'd expressed to my leaders at the time that oh yeah like you know traveling and and moving abroad was something that i'd wanted to do they were able to accelerate that opportunity for me and i i you know relocated to to london and had some of the best years of my life out there it was amazing but only by expressing when I joined that company, hey, I, I want to travel, you know, is that going to be something that we could do? And they're like, yeah, possibly. I mean, who knows? Next minute, I'm being asked to do those things. And, and it really fulfilled, you know, filled my bucket, so to speak, because I got to pursue my career growth, but also pursue some of those personal growth opportunities like travel. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the point right there, Rowan. And I've had opportunities in my career where it's gone the other way, right? Where I sat down with mentors of mine who are still like former managers who are mentors of mine that you had that tough conversation. And it's just like, hey, man, like this is where I think my career is going. Here's where I want to see myself developing. How does that fit to the role? And I've, I've been in a situation where we literally arrive at that conclusion. It's like, Chris, this is probably not going to be that opportunity for you, right? And we looked at it. And we, there was a tremendous, like that part of that relationship was solidified right there. It's like, you can have the hard, tough conversation. And now that person is a huge advocate of, of knowing like, hey, Chris, I see these things. How can I help? I see these things that you're doing. And like, that's the most important part, right? Is like, you're, you're, you're being intentional about your career, right? You're being intentional about the people that help you amplify, right? I, I think every, I, I would say this for my career, there's no way that it was just me by myself that navigated how I was able to get to like VP of finance and have these kind of awesome opportunities. No way it was just me, right? It's an entire network of people, managers, resources, partners, network of people that I've just forged along the way that I've leveraged, that I've said, hey, I'm looking at it this way. And, and I, I have people in my life and I, my recommendation for everybody is like, if you have those mentors, create your own board of people that you have in your life. Like I have my board of people that I go to and say, hey, man, I'm thinking about this thing. I know you're an expert in this. You have this experience. How can you help me bounce ideas? Am I missing something? And, and that kind of like community aspect in terms of how you approach a career change is so, so valuable from having a, a nice support system. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've talked about master of your own destiny and you just mentioned there, you know, like have a board of advisors, right? So effectively, you, you, the company is your career, right? It's gonna be how you, how you kind of end up with a profit and loss statement at the end of, uh, the end of things, right? And you're the CEO of your own career. And you need to go and get advisors, you need to have a strategy, you need to have a plan. And, you know, obviously, there's there's systems involved in, in, in all of that. So, you know, that would be the one, uh, the one kind of tip for folks is become the CEO of your own career and, and 
that way you can figure out where you want to make your investments, where you want to make your, your long-term bets and strategy and uh, have a good board that can help you get there. I really like that one, Chris. Dude, that's awesome, Rowan. Connecting it to a business. Yeah, be the CEO of your life, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, all of our listeners are probably the CFOs of their own life, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, just step into that CEO role and think about it that way. Um, it's something that is is also, I think, really important on top of just being that, that kind of CEO, you have to have to reflect frequently on where you are and where you're going, especially right now. Like there's so many moving parts to what's going on and the pace of change is occurring so quickly that, you know, be reflective more frequently than you think you probably need to be. Uh, because the opportunities are there right now. So I'm not saying, you know, go jump ship, go do this, but self-reflect more, more frequently than you have to, or you think you should, because if you're not doing that frequently enough, you're not challenging yourself in your current environment, challenging yourself, you know, is there other opportunities out there? Um, and, and that way you can then develop at a much faster rate if, if that's what you're looking to do. Dude, Rowan, that 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 self reflection is so vital. Cause like, when you're a high potential, high performing person, let's be honest, right? The level of opportunities and things that you're gonna have, you're gonna have those, right? You're gonna have the recruiters hitting you up. You're gonna have the LinkedIn. You're gonna have people. All you're gonna have a lot of avenues that you can explore, right? And to me, it's like that is also the good thing but also like the bad thing, because now you're like in these avenues, like which way should I go? Right. And taking that moment, whether it's a week or whether it's like bouncing it off of somebody and saying like, okay, where I know I've got these different paths that I can go do a pro and con on them and look at them and say, like, what is this going to get? And really take that, take that CFO, that strategic planning, that analysis, that partnership, all the things that we've talked about, and apply that same due diligence and framework to how you think about these different paths, because all of them have opportunity costs, all of them are going to have an ROI, but, and all of them are going to have a quantitative and qualitative impact on the business, that is you. So I cannot stress enough, man, taking that time, whether it's a weekend and you take a notepad and you just say, hey, I'm thinking about, I'm going to spend some time, energy and effort and perspective thinking about this avenue, and I'm going to spend the same thing I think right now that is uh, uh, really, really important because people, people that are high potential, high performing people that have these opportunities, that have these avenues that they can go down, it can be overwhelming because there's so many different things that you can do, but really sharpening your focus and saying, okay, the next 6, 12, 18 months, here's the experiences, here's the, the skills, here's the environments. Here's the things I want to look for that I think are going to give me the maximum ROI, the maximum result, and what I want to bring to an organization. So I can't, I, I you know, can't uh, amplify that enough, man. Self-reflection and being honest with yourself is so important right now. Absolutely. And I know we're going to run out of time here, Chris. So uh, why don't I quickly wrap up? So a few things that we've talked about today. Number one, just start with some intentionality. Um, you know, be really intentional about what you want with your career. 
communicate those intentions because unless you can communicate them, no one else knows and they can't actually help you. Do a lot of self-reflection on that, uh, just per your point. And then finally, be the CEO, right? Go get yourself an advisory board, make sure you're in charge, you set the strategy, run your own you know, long-term profit and loss statement for, for your career. And, uh, and those things really should help you understand you know, some of those, those big pivots uh, that we talked about, right? You know, role-based pivots, company-based pivots, industry or, or location. So thank you so much for your time today, Chris. Really appreciate it. And uh, speak to you all on FBNA Fridays again soon. See you guys. Thank you, Ryan. Bye.